Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, we've got a crazy nuclear revenge story that ends up ruining a real estate career. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I convinced my ex-fiance to stand up to his superiors and set him up at work. My ex cheated on me and I set him up at work and darn near ruined his entire career as an attorney. When I first met my ex, I wasn't just interested in the growth of his career, I practically did everything I could to build him up. I wanted him to be good enough, not just for my dad and mom, but for myself. Before I met him, I was engaged to someone whom my parents believed was the best option for me. He was a business guru and his family owned a big jewelry business that he managed alongside his brothers. They were from a prestigious family, the kind that my parents, especially my mom, wanted for me. His dad and stepmother decided one day that they were sick of him not dating anyone, so they started looking to set him up. At one of the many social functions I attended with my mom, his dad, and stepmom, they asked my mom if I was single, and then both parties arranged a date for us. I knew him. I'd seen his smiling pictures in glossy magazines. He was either gracing the front cover alone or standing or sitting with his brothers. I fell in love with him the moment I met him, and there was no reason not to. He was the dream of every woman. Tall, dark, handsome, and rich. He, however, only ever seemed to have decided that I was a good match for him. Someone that was competent enough to carry and raise his children. On our first date, he asked too many mechanical questions. It felt like a job interview. And it darn well was. I was only there to fill up a role that already existed in his head. He wanted a wife, and he thought of me as the perfect person to take on the responsibility. I knew that. I always felt strange about how there was barely any passion in our relationship. It was always about keeping up a picture-perfect relationship and maintaining a kind of reputation for him. He treated me well. He was the perfect gentleman, opening doors and showering me with compliments, paying for expensive dresses, spa treatments, and my visits to the salon. But it was also mechanical and automatic. There were no fun conversations, no passionate lovemaking, no loud laughter or goofy type of fun. I don't know how best to explain it, but the air was always very still. He didn't love me. I figured that out. He thought I'd make a good wife and mother. He liked me and he was probably physically attracted to me, but he did not love me. When I told my mom about it, she dismissed my worries. He takes good care of you, wants to marry you, and have you carry his children. I don't know of a better way to express love. I didn't agree with her, but I thought I would just settle. After all, many of my friends were in relationships where there was passion, but they were in an endless wait of when he was going to propose, or whether he even wanted to marry them. My ex made it clear from our second date that he was not playing around. Even the friends whom I felt had passion in their relationships were jealous of how decisive he was. On my birthday, at the party he threw me, my ex proposed before our family and friends. I was so excited that I forgot all about my worries and focused all my energy on planning my wedding. It also helped that my mother was pleased with me. All my life, I wanted my mother to be pleased with me. I wanted her approval and seeing her face light up because of the wedding excited me. We were in the middle of planning when I found out that he was cheating. I talked to my mom who again managed to convince me that it was alright. 
I however decided to defy everyone and call off our marriage when one day, I went to see him at the office. We were going to have a meeting on the choice of a caterer. He wasn't in his office, but a secretary had me wait for him. I was looking outside the window when I saw him and the woman he was cheating on me with. It wasn't seeing them together that bothered me, it was the way they laughed and cackled publicly. He was never like that with me. Something about the way his eyes lit up and he looked a lot different, less serious and uptight, just bothered me. It was on my way home that it occurred to me that he loved her. The reason he was like that with her was because he was in love with her. I couldn't handle it, so I ended it. My mom was mad at me and my dad frowned a bit, but I was determined to end it and I did not go back on my decision. When I met my ex after that incident, I knew what passion meant. He was in love with me and I was in love with him too, but he didn't have as much money and he wasn't from a popular family. He was a junior partner in a great law firm, and from what I saw, he could become so much more. I decided to help him reach the peak of his career. I wanted someone mommy and daddy would approve of, or at least not be ashamed to introduce as their son-in-law. I helped him put himself out there, taught him many tricks to help him come up and win respect in the firm, gave him money, helped him throw parties for the lawyers at the law firm, and went with him to functions, where he got the chance to network and meet influential people. With my help, he became a senior partner and became a generally more refined person. I, in turn, introduced him to my parents and daddy liked him. My mom was a bit more skeptical, but as long as daddy was pleased, I tried not to care too much or listen to her. After a year of being together, I decided that we had to move in together. He seemed excited about that arrangement, and I moved in with him. Things were going great, but my ex suddenly changed. It was like he became a whole new person. My therapist suggested that he was intimidated by me and needed to put me down to feel good about himself and the fact that I'd helped him come up. She said he probably wanted to feel like the man and reclaim his position, whatever that meant. My ex would return home very late, and when I asked questions about where he'd been, he'd accuse me of being too much or tell me I'm trying to be the man in our relationship. Having to deal with the hostility he showed me whenever I asked questions was very frustrating. I suspected that he was cheating and I snooped through his phone, computer, and I'm ashamed to say this, but I even stalked him and followed him around hoping to catch him with someone. But I didn't find anything. I concluded that he wasn't cheating but was probably having a hard time at work. A lot of people say that when a man is stressed, he takes it out on his woman. I decided to stay and be patient with him. I made several excuses for why he treated me poorly. I stopped confronting him about returning home late and instead started being more supportive and caring. I had invested a lot into our relationship and I couldn't leave him, not after all that I'd parted with just to make sure that he came up. I was so relieved to have figured out that my ex was not cheating on me that it strengthened my trust in him. All that trust was shattered when he confessed to me that he'd been sleeping with one of the secretaries at the firm. He stayed back after work nearly every day so they could get together in his office. She got more invested and was threatening to tell me, so he decided to lay it out in the open. He also told me that it was okay if I wanted to end my relationship with him. It was at that moment that I realized how arrogant my ex had become. He had made a senior partner and was hobnobbing with the who was who in the city, so he was starting to feel invincible. He wasn't even sorry for cheating on me. My mom had told me that she and my dad saw him at a party and he snubbed them the entire evening. Shortly after we had that conversation, I decided to leave him, but not before returning him to where I met him. I was sick of being with men who simply did not value me. 
I didn't even want a relationship with anyone anymore. I just wanted to be by myself. I knew it wouldn't be smart to just up and return to my parents because my mom would give me grief about how when she was my age, she'd already had me. I spoke to my friend in another state to see if she could accommodate me for a month, and she agreed. I started to look for a job in that state and informed everyone I knew could help. I had never had a job and neither did my mother, and I wanted that to change. While applying for jobs, I started to egg my ex on speaking up against his superiors. Their repeated actions show that they do not value your contributions to the law firm. If he told me about the minor achievement, I would remind him that without him, the firm would fail woefully. Many of our clients only work with us because of me, he would say cockily. One of the wives of the senior partners who grew up in the same neighborhood as me confided in me that my fiancé was getting too cocky and unpopular with people. He had gone from being the junior partner who was desperate about making senior partners and getting cases to someone who thought of himself as the center of the law firm. She was telling me because she'd known me for a long time and wanted to make sure I was talking to my man. I smiled and promised I'd talk to him and mentioned how he'd become very arrogant towards me and even my parents too. I deliberately said that so no one would let him remain in their good graces because of the ties he had to my parents. If word got around that he wasn't on good terms with my parents or that he disrespected them, people would be more emboldened to cut ties with him. One day, my ex returned from work, looking quite upset. One of the managing partners had invited the attorneys that worked on a case into the conference room for an interview, and he wasn't invited. He was deeply offended. Now that was wrong because my ex had a serious victim complex. He always suspected that he was being picked upon and since he didn't believe that he deserved to be where he was, he constantly looked out for signs that someone was saying that to him. I fed his ego and feigned anger about him being treated in that manner. I encouraged him to go up to the managing partner who had ignored him and threatened to call up the magazine and tell them that he was ignored on account of his race. You think that's a good idea? What if I get fired? He asked me, looking unsure. It darn well is. Daddy dealt with many people like him at the start of his career, but he never let them get away with that sort of behavior. Even if they try to do anything silly, daddy would intervene. Plus, hey, you carry that law firm and they know it. After assuring him that my dad would never let them get away with firing him, he seemed more confident and his ridiculous overconfidence began to show again. Luck was on my side because the next day, I got an email saying that I'd been offered a job that I applied for. My ex returned home that day looking very dejected. He had confronted that managing partner and it went badly. I consoled him but I was filled with so much joy. I was certain that they'd all give him a close marking after that. Can you talk to your dad? Oh, I will. I did not. The only conversation I had about him with my dad after that was to tell my dad that I was leaving him. I told my dad that I suspected that my ex was using me for his influence and I wanted nothing to do with him. My dad hated the thought of being used for his money. He had many family members who did that to him for a long time before he finally cut them out. My dad then told me that he'd heard from one of the managing partners at the firm that my ex had gotten too big for his britches since he got promoted in one a few cases. I was still living with my ex and secretly preparing to break up with my ex and move out when he was given a notice of termination of employment. Interestingly, he had gotten so arrogant that he somehow felt the firm was missing out. He tried to take the clients, but none of them came with him. In the second week, he went into full-blown panic trying to bluff his way back, but no one paid him any attention. I left him that week. I gave no explanation or anything. 
I just called my friend and had her help me pack my stuff when he went for an interview. He'd managed to score two interviews before that, but he'd already had a bad reputation for trying to steal clients for his private law firm and none of them wanted him. When he noticed that I'd left him, he called me to beg me to come back to him. He even left several voice messages crying, but I never responded. I decided to not even pay him any attention, and I stood by it. The one good thing that came out of that relationship was that I decided to go to law school. All along, I'd been trying to live vicariously through my ex, when I could just do whatever I wanted to by myself. It just seems to me like there's not enough real connection going on here. Like, to me, it really seems like Opie's mixing work into their relationships, or like, that the relationships have to involve so much more connections than just being in a relationship together. Like being in familiar workplaces, having people that can lobby for you. I just feel like it would be hard to meet people and have a thriving relationship with all those constraints going on. Our next story is, I made my best friend fold up her career in real estate. I made my friend end her career. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Greer is a realtor. She started her own real estate business with a lot of money and ended up selling her office space and all the stuff she got for her business. My best friend and I have been friends for ages. We were friends in high school and became even closer after high school. We did everything together. We went to college together, had our firsts together, and did all the fun stuff together. We even met one other girl in college and she became our third friend. We literally called her our third friend. It was amazing, until it was not. My best friend always wanted whatever it was that I had, from shoes to clothes to pen cases and hairstyle. Even though our hair textures were totally different, and hers could hardly do what mine could, I was never bothered about her behavior because I just didn't think it should have any effect on me. I felt it was normal for friends to want to blend into their friends. There were times after all that I attended parties only because my best friend was going to be there too. If she hadn't informed me of her plans to be there, I'd never have gone. I couldn't help noticing how hers was always forced though. She wanted everything I had even though sometimes her parents couldn't afford those things or her hair couldn't afford those hairstyles. I know now that she was probably jealous and competitive. It was all fun and games until I started dating. Before college, I never dated anyone seriously. The only time I had dates was to school dances. My best friend, on the other hand, had different boyfriends. She wasn't allowed to date before she turned 17. Her parents were very strict about stuff like that. But she got around anyway and many times I covered up for her. 
In college, I met a cute guy. Calling him cute is being very economical with words because he was more than just cute. He was very handsome, the kind of guy that is described as stop eating kinda hot. We met at a party my best friend and I attended and he walked up to me and introduced himself. Shortly after we started talking and flirting, my friend walked up to us and joined our conversation. The guy was uncomfortable with what was going on and left. She pretended to not understand what she had done and just walked away. Luckily, he returned and took my number. We started dating, but I never got to enjoy that relationship. My best friend told our third friend that she liked him too and that we had liked him together after we both saw him, but that wasn't what happened. I hadn't seen the guy, he just came up to me and introduced himself. I was mad because I knew she was lying about what had happened. My best friend is a crybaby. She knew just how to cry and pout into getting her way. Our third friend was so confused that she suggested we both let the guy be. She advised that he wasn't worth our friendship and we both agreed with her. I ended things with the guy and we put the whole issue behind us. A month after we'd moved past the whole boy drama, or so I thought, I saw my best friend having coffee with this guy in a coffee shop close to the campus library. I was pissed and I confronted her right at the coffee shop. The guy stood and left, but she wasn't sorry. I just wanted to see if there was something, she said to my third friend and me later in the dorm room. We all agreed that we would let him go. I let him go even though he'd asked me out and we were well on our way to having a relationship. She apologized, but I was still mad. For the entire semester, I avoided my best friend and even avoided hanging out with our third friend because I knew she would come along. Our third friend tried to intervene for a while, but she soon got tired and let us do our thing. When a new semester started, my best friend came over to see our third friend who had become my roommate. I told her coldly that our roommate was not in the room and she said she'd wait. While waiting, she burst out crying and told me how much she'd missed me. I had missed her too, so I was touched by the fact that she was making that much effort to have me back in her life. We both cried and ended our feud. At the time, I dated around for a bit, then I found someone who was six years older than me. My friends gave me grief about the age difference and laughed about it, but I wasn't bothered. I knew he was the one, or at least I felt it. For the rest of college, my boyfriend and I were together. Just after I graduated from college, he proposed at a surprise birthday dinner organized by him and my friends. Our relationship was going just great until he started having cold feet. I could not understand it. I was the one who was unsure about moving in together, about getting married just after finishing college and this young. My man had always been a sure person. That was what I first liked about him when we met. How sure he was about whatever he wanted to do or get. There was hardly ever any ambiguity. If he wanted something, he simply went after it, and he never dragged his feet about it. For the first time since I knew him, my man was unsure, and about something that mattered the most, our relationship. Eight months after we moved in together, he moved out to sort his feelings. That period was the lowest one in my life. I went from planning a wedding to being abandoned by my fiance, who nearly totally moved to live in a motel. I was mostly sad and depressed about what had happened but I comforted myself with the fact that I'd always have my friends. My friends were there for me every step of the way. They even came over one evening just to cry with me. Thinking about that night, I feel very silly. I'm sure my best friend left my house rolling her eyes and mocking me. I did notice that it was at the time that my man and I were going through a rough patch that my friend was glowing. Her skin looked better, she had all the latest designer shoes and bags, and her hair was always done. 
Our third friend would joke about the glow up and ask when she'd introduce us to her sugar daddy. We knew there was some guy somewhere buying her all that stuff, but we didn't know who it was. Our third friend told me when I eventually found out that it was my man that she suspected that my fiancé was the one paying for all the stuff she had. She said her suspicion grew when she saw that my fiancé was buying her all the stuff he had already bought me. She even confronted my best friend, but she denied it and was mad that she'd think that of her. I was mad at our third friend for a while. I just didn't understand why she never told me about her suspicion. I was so bothered about my relationship being on the verge of collapse that I didn't see my man and best friend were sleeping together and right under my nose too. You had a lot going on for you. I didn't want to make things worse, our third friend said when I told her what I'd found out. I found out about what had happened between my friend and man when one day, after we got back together, my man came to pick me up from yoga class. Usually my friends and I came together, but our third friend was out of town and my best friend was getting ready to take exams for her realtor license. My man came in to take me home, but I had to talk to our yoga instructor. It's cute of your boyfriend to pick you up from yoga class, our yoga instructor said to me. Huh? No, that's my boyfriend. Since when? She asked me. I was getting irritated. We've been together for a while. Wow, she exclaimed, shaking her head. I honestly admire your friendship with your girls. I could never stay friends with a friend who's with my ex. I didn't understand what she was talking about. My best friend had told us that the yoga instructor was a freak, so I just smiled wryly and left with my man. All through that day, I thought of what she had said and made a mental note to ask her about it the next day. Why did she think my man was my friend's man or ex? Oh, he used to date your friend. All through last summer, he brought her here and picked her up after. My man and I had that rough patch in summer. She was hurt when he broke up with her. She mentioned that they were together for a year. That's why I was shocked when I saw you two together. I returned home that day in a very foul mood. Everything started to come together and make sense to me. How my best friend knew about random things that I hadn't told her. She knew the name of the motel my man was staying at, even though I didn't mention that to her. I asked her how she knew, and she casually lied that I told her. There were too many times that she slipped and mentioned things about my man that I didn't even tell her. All the signs were there, but I was too stupid to see it. I was frustrated, even more so because I didn't have a job, nor did I have a life of my own. I had no money, all I did was be my man's fiancé. I decided to take on a new job, getting revenge against my best friend. My best friend passed the realtor license exams and started her real estate business. The money she used in starting the business was a loan from her aunt. Her aunt was very strict with the money, so she was not one to forgive a debt. In truth, my friend was good at what she does. She knew just how to sell houses and she was going to make a fortune from it, but she had doubts about making it in the industry. We would try to encourage her as friends, but we could only do so much. I decided to sabotage her career as a realtor. It was one of the few things that she loved and I was going to ruin it for her. My first chance came when a popular businessman was trying to get her to sell his house. He already told her about it and she'd gotten excited and giddy about how fat her commission was going to be. He was someone I knew very well because he came very often to our home for dinner. He and my man had mutual friends and were in the same social circle. One evening, at an event in honor of one of my man's friends, I went over to sit just by the businessman who was letting my best friend sell his house and started a conversation. I managed to bring up selling houses and he mentioned that he was just about to sell his house. Before he finished, 
I told him a made up story about how someone I knew had a newbie realtor sell this house and she made a mess of the house so much that people didn't want to buy the house and those who did were going to pay a lot less than it was supposed to go for. Then I casually mentioned my friend's name as the realtor in question. I'm friends with this person in fact, but I know how shoddy she can be at her job. He smiled and I started an entirely different conversation. Later that week, the businessman called my home. I was surprised and a little scared when my man told me that he was on the phone. Is there anyone else you'd recommend? I'm still going to let your friend sell my house, but I want someone else in it, just to start a sort of competition. Suddenly, I thought of a bright idea. I knew many rich people who could afford to buy houses, and were in fact looking to buy houses. My man was a known filmmaker, so I met many wealthy people regularly. I decided to sell the house myself. I'll sell your house, I told him. He hesitated a bit, but I managed to convince him that he was in good hands. That was not enough to bring my best friend down, so I did my investigations about the other houses she was looking to sell. And I didn't just discourage the owners from letting her sell it, I assured them that I'd sell their houses. After a month of sneaking around, I finally sold all the houses with the help of a new friend I made and told her what was going on. Nothing's going well for me. I feel like I'm being attacked. My friend broke down in our third friend's home one day. There was no way to console her. She kept losing all the houses she was close to selling. My best friend was a religious person. She believed everything was some sort of sign from God. I don't think the real estate business is for me. I'm just going to give up and find something else. That was a lot harder than it looked. She went bankrupt and was neck deep in debt. I was on my man's computer one day when I saw that she sent him an email asking for money. I couldn't take it anymore, so I went to her house and challenged her. Thankfully, our third friend was present, so she prevented me from beating my best friend to a pulp. I confronted my man too and threatened to leave him if he gave her a cent. To this day, the two of them don't know that I knew the extent of the relationship they had. My friend didn't know that I sold all the houses she was going to sell and made good money from it too. She even talked about karma getting her. Well, I guess I am karma. So is anybody else confused as to why OP is sticking by this man? Is it because he's supporting OP? Like it's a nice living situation? Is there a relationship? Is there romance still? Even despite knowing all this stuff? If I were in OP's position, I would never be able to stick around this guy who I knew all of that stuff about. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.